Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 21st. In 1945, Okinawa presented a very serious challenge. The island was within range of land-based seaplanes in southern Japan, but beyond range of American planes launched from the Philippines. The American landing would therefore have to be covered by carrier-launched fighters, carriers that would then be vulnerable to attack. The Japanese also deployed more than three times the force on Okinawa than they had committed to on Iwo Jima. On April 1st, American units landed along the central western coast of the island. Marines were sent to the north, army was sent to the south, the Marines encountered little resistance and were able to secure this portion of the island by the middle of April. But the army found the going more tough to the south where Japanese had constructed more intricate defenses. Three well-fortified lines crossed the southern tip of the island. When the American troops managed to take the first line, the Japanese fell back to the second. The second line proved particularly difficult, but then, rather foolishly, the Japanese abandoned their defensive position in an attempt to drive back the Americans. The attack was repelled, and even more critically, the cost of Japanese valuable reserves. Soon after the ill-advised attack, American forces were able to overrun the second and third lines. In late June, thousands of Japanese soldiers committed suicide rather than being taken prisoner. Suicidal warfare, in fact, became Japan's last hope. Japanese Admiral Seki Ito piloted his massive 80,000-ton battleship, the Yamoto, toward Okinawa without enough fuel for the return trip. He would not need it. Halfway to Okinawa, the ship was sunk by an American fighter's launch from the American carriers well beyond the range of the Yamamoto's guns. The kamikazes that had first made their appearance on the Battle of Lake Gulf also showed up in Okinawa in force. Close to 2,000 Japanese pilots flew a final mission for the Emperor, but they, most of the damage they inflicted, about 35 ships, was on radar ships sent to provide advance warning of the kamikaze's arrival, and smaller ships sent to draw the kamikaze's attention away from more valuable carriers. The Americans paid a large price for Okinawa, 12,000 Allied dead, and another 38,000 wounded, but the Japanese lost more than 100,000 men in an island critical to the defense of Japan. The end of the battle, and perhaps most, more geographically, the tactics used by the Japanese during the battle left little doubt that the end of the war was near. And then, the second child of Giorgio and Judah Agisi, Giovanni Battista Montini, was born in Consecio Brescia on September 26, 1897. He was ordained to the priesthood on May 19, 1920. He studied philosophy, civil law, and canon law. In 1923, he was appointed attaché to the Apostolic Nunatutur in Warsaw, and a year later returned and began serving in the Secretariat of State of the Vatican. During his service to the Holy See, under the pontificates Pius XI and Pius XII, he also taught the history of papal diplomacy in the Lateran University until December 13, 1937, when Pius XI appointed substitute of Secretary of State. During World War II, he engulfed in aiding refugees and Jews, also overseeing the Vatican Information Office. In November 1952, he was appointed Pro-Secretary of State for General Affairs, and two years later, he was appointed Archbishop of Milan. 
There, he employed new methods of evangelization in order to address the issues of immigration, materialism, and Marxist ideology. And then, on June 21, 1963, he was elected Pope and took the name of Pope Paul VI. Amid numerous challenges, he brought three periods of Second Vatican Council to a successful conclusion, always encouraging the Church to be open in the modern world while respecting her tradition, always seeking communion among the Council Fathers. Pope VI, or Paul VI, began the practice of apostolic journeys, beginning with the Holy Land, where his historic meeting with Athenaeus took place. His first encyclical gave rise to the method of the dialogue of salvation. His other writings include uh, the Pomplorum Progressio on the development of peoples. He also provided masterful teaching on the question of peace, also instituting the World Day of Peace. From the very beginning of his ministry, had a particular concern for the young, sharing them with the joy of faith. After a brief illness, he died on the 6th of August, 1978, in Castel Gandolfo. And finally, in 1982, the Princess of Wales gave birth to a healthy, blue-eyed son last night after more than 13 hours of labor. She is well, and Prince Charles was present at the birth. Buckingham Palace said in the announcement, made amid champagne and cheers just before 10 p.m., her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales, was today safely delivered of a son at 9.03 p.m. Her Royal Highness and her son are both doing well. Two minutes later, a palace spokesman added, The baby weighs seven pounds, one half ounce. He cries lustily. The Prince of Wales was present. We have no names which can be announced at that moment. Prince Charles rang the palace from St. Mary's Hospital, Paddington, to tell his mother who was said to be absolutely delighted. The Queen Mother, driving back to her home from Clarence House, was overjoyed. The news was also flashed to Prince Andrew and the South Atlantic Task Force and to the rest of the royal family. Prince Charles left the hospital smiling broadly and apologizing for keeping everybody waiting. He said, I was immensely relieved when it was all over. The princess was well and the baby's looking lovely. It's marvelous. He's not bad. Told that the crowd had been chanting, Nice one, Charlie. Let's have another one. The prince laughed and said, Bloody hell, give us a chance. He said they would have to wait a bit before it was clear exactly who the new baby most resembled. We have thought of one or two names. There's a bit of argument over it. He said he has badly needed some sleep and added, The princess needs quiet. Rest is badly needed. The prince shook hands with members of the crowd who mobbed the blue escort estate car driven by his private detective, Mrs. Thatcher was told immediately, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Dr. Robert Runcie, who married the couple last July 29th, said they deserve their happiness. We rejoice with them. It's good news for millions around the world who hold them in their affection and prayers. The Roman Catholic Archbishop of Liverpool, the Most Reverend Derek Warlock, said, We offer a big welcome to the new baby and loving and loyal congratulations to his parents and the royal family. The princess's father, Earl Spencer, said, Charles and Diana was absolutely mar- marvelous. He is over the moon. It was very slow delivery, but very good. It is a very historic occasion. I'm proud to be part of it. It has been worrying, but this is the sort of things that happens if you have a girl. The baby is very lucky to have Diana as a mother. The boy is second in line in succession to the throne, pushing Prince Andrew, Prince Edward, and Princess Anne back one place each. When he is named, he will be known as Prince of Wales. As customary title for sons of Prince of Wales, but not as high in status of that of his father. George was the name which bookmakers William Hill last night chose as even money favorite, followed by James at seven to two, Charles at nine to two, Edward at five to one, David at ten to one, Philip at ten to one, and Louis, the late Lord of Mountbatten's name at twelve to one.
You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com U.S. Troops Take Okinawa at Schmoop.com Pope Paul VI at Vatican.va and the future King of England was born at TheGuardian.com The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.